1: Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. This is the motocross Des Nations preview coming up this Saturday and Sunday at Redbud. Uh, looking forward to uh, talking to Motocross to Nations. Uh, what we think is going to happen, how it's going to go, what's happening, and uh, and much much more on the Fly Racing uh, X podcast. FlyRacing.com Please go there. Check it out. Hey, guess what I just got from Fly Racing for the Pit Bike of Nations uh, Saturday Night Race? Uh, some open face street helmets that Fly Racing makes. Yeah! Fly makes much more than just moto gear, people. Mountain Bike and watercraft and street uh, flyracing.com has got you covered as well as some hard parts as well so uh, please check them out go to your dealer look at the new fly catalog and then uh, check back in three hours and uh, order some stuff will you and thanks to the folks at fly racing for uh, being a big part of this podcast uh, for 18 and beyond yeah i just inked the new deal for 19 so uh, very happy with the folks at fly are staying on this podcast and also to maxis.com Grab the start, get the whole shot with the new MXST tire developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, who will be at the Friday night Motocross DN Road to Recovery dinner. Also, so much going on this weekend. Maxis.com, please check them out on the web, whether it's your trailer, your light truck, your SUV, your mountain bike, or your dirt bike with the new MXST. They can dial you in. And the A4 chest protector, the Tech 10 boot, you know those products. They're made by Alpine Stars. Alpine Stars protects, uh, whether it's the A4, the Tech 10, the Tech 7, which I really love. It's a non-booty boot. And uh, they've got lots of things going on at Alpine Stars. And uh, please check them out. They protect. And uh, you know their name. A lot of racers depend on Alpine Stars. And lastly, racerxbrand.com. You type in the code PULPMX, you save 20% off your entire order. T-shirts to hats to bottle openers to backpacks, all sorts of uh, merch from the folks at RacerX, and lots of cool things and retro designs and things like that. Uh, racerxbrand.com, 20% off. If you type in the code PULPMX, do not type in the code EXHAUST. Type in the code PULPMX. You will save 20% at racerxbrand.com. All right. With that out of the way, let's talk designations at Red Bud uh, and much more. Uh, on the, with me on the line, a man who uh, will be there this weekend uh, at one of his first designations in a long, long time. He'll be helping out racertv.com uh, live streaming each night, Friday and Saturday night. Uh, it's Jason again. What's up, Weege?
0: Yeah. How's it going? Finally, a donation is cheap enough for me to go to.
2: (laughs) Well, You are getting paid, I imagine, expenses because of your, due to your work uh, schedule.
0: Yes. My fundamental fear of going to the European um, donations is paying for a plane ticket and all the other expenses, and then being forced to work like a slave for three straight days (laughs) and getting yelled at while I spend my own money, because I just know how these (laughs) things work. Like, it's. I just know these things work. I'd be like, I'm spending my... I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so uh, I've uh, now skipped probably what? That's probably five or six. For many years, I couldn't go because I had GNCCs in the same weekend, but I'd say that's been probably five years since I've had to go to those. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just too cheap. That's basically the problem.
2: Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, also on the yeah. line from flyracing.com, he will be there as well, helping out with the live streaming show. And I believe Fly Racing has something uh, to do with the event itself. Jason Thomas. What's up, JT?
1: Uh, man, I am ready to go. I fly tomorrow. I'm fired up. I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready to finally find out who's better between Tomac
2: and Hurlings. Oh my God! All right, we gotta, to we gotta go. Um, uh, all right, hey, listen. So there's a lot to get into. We're gonna talk about the race and everything else. And and let's go. Let's promote this RacerTV.com thing, right, Weech? That Friday, Saturday night streaming.
0: Yeah, so uh, it's called Race Day Stage, I believe. But look, all you need to know is racertv.com. That's the same site where we have the Loretta's Motos and yeah. GNCC stuff every weekend. They broadcast tons of stuff, so they're going to bring that crew in. We've got a stage set up. If you've been to Red Bud, you know like there's a pit bike track, the night tracks at the bottom of the hill. That's where the camping is. That's where the craziness is. We're going to have a stage set up right there, uh, 6 to 11 p.m., Friday and Saturday night, and all three of us plan on being a big part of this show. To uh, actually, I think all three of us can actually talk about more than just the three riders on Team USA.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I like our chances of that for sure. Uh, JT's already. But ge-
0: I don't like the chances of others.
2: JT's already getting crap for his Henry Jacoby take last night on the, on the Publix show. Um, <laughs> I backed it up with fact. <laughs> uh, but no, absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being a big part of this. Uh, now, I'm going to be pretty busy because I am a- sitting at a certain riders' table on Friday night. For the uh, road to recovery, Jeff Stanton, uh, MXDN uh, vet dinner, let's call it. Uh, I'm sitting at a certain rider's table, and uh, so I'm pretty busy there. And uh, then Saturday night, I am the team manager for Team Canada at the Pit Bike Nations, but I will squeeze in time. I have a very busy weekend. I, I am very very busy this weekend, so I'm looking forward to uh, to having some fun with this as well. And there will be knowing how we do things at Racer X. Why well, again? We don't know who will be on this show, but if you're walking by and we know you, we'll grab you and get some words from you.
0: Yes, it will be classic. Classic Racer X conditions, yep. We, you're, and, if, again, like me, spending two grand to go to Europe and then being forced to work, do not say no. Just say, just what, do it. What are the chances that
2: DC wanders over from B-Lot and we grab him and he comes on?
0: Well, no, I think D, DC's probably going to be the one doing the grabbing.
2: Oh, okay. I mean, All right.
0: He's already in, but the grabbing is going to come from, from him.
2: I okay. All right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, it's going to be a lot of old Davy friends are going to be called to the stage whether they want to or not. But honestly, right. this weekend I don't think you're going to get much struggling. I think everybody wants to talk yeah. about it, and we yeah. got ten hours.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and the pit bike designations as well. That'll be good. Rocket Rob Bittus is at a one thousand out of ten about this pit bike this nation's event this is rocket rob's dream has happened he can die happy this has been his thing and 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 we all know how much he loves pit bikes and this is it jt this is his waterloo this is his his moment in the sun
1: yeah it's cool i think uh i love i love that they're keeping an open mind with stuff like this because you know, what's the downside? In the past, we've seen like, no, we can't do that, or insurance, or this. But this is cool, man, for, for people that are camping, which there are going to be tens of thousands of people camping, to add another event, not only the Pit by Grace, but also the Racer TV stuff, you know, after the actual racing to yeah. keep, you know, keep people engaged and excited yeah. and entertained. I think it's all awesome. I'm I'm all for all. Yeah,
2: props to Redbutt and Ustream for all, you know, I mean, I don't know what kind of hoops things had to get jumped through. I know if Pulpum X tried to do anything, we'd be shut down right away. So. Um, I just I just like the willingness to do stuff. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. for sure. Um Weege, before we get going though into this Des Nations and what we thinks going to happen. What is up with We almost lost you for the weekend? You were almost arrested in North Carolina? Yeah, yeah, I had the police
0: called on me. Um I thought I was going to get cuffed and stuffed. <laughs> Look, sod is expensive. And uh I I'm not much of a handyman, has also has been well-documented. Yeah. So, for some reason, this summer, I was just getting this swamp in, the, in this small section in the back of my yard, and I couldn't figure out what the problem was. turns out that air conditioners pump out a lot of water out of these, like, drain pipes. and uh, But it was an excessive amount. I actually had to call an HVAC guy, which I was not happy about. And he's like, you know that an H, uh, air conditioning is really a humidifier. And the warmer you keep the temperature, the more water it has to remove because you're not, the place is too (laughs) humid on the inside. He's like, so what do you, what is your air conditioning set at? 70, 72? I'm like, 78. And he was like, like, he's like, yeah, that means you've got a lot of humidity to pump out. So all that humidity flooded this portion of my yard. It was right up against my house. So I was a little worried.
2: Hey, JT, he he sets it at 78 and I guarantee you he has a lock or he breaks it off the wall. Well, I think he's
1: made a call to the electric company. That yes. there is no way under any circumstances it goes below that yes. number.
2: If it is below, please call the police. Uh, I have been mugged and raped, and I'm that's you like, know, yeah, that's an right.
1: emergency beacon. Like right. if it goes below 78, you know something is wrong. Yeah. It's like if if there's a problem, blink, blink twice. Yeah, you know, in the yeah. hostage negotiation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: the bat symbol goes up if that thing goes <laughs> to 77. So. There's an ungodly amount of water being pumped. So they've said in the neighborhood, they're like, look, if, if you know, have like a one-year warranty with a new house, they're like, but look, man, if you got a little bit of yard that's messed up, don't call us for a warranty claim. If you see some sod in another house or a building is laying on the sidewalk, discarded, just grab it. Who said it that? Who said that?
2: Who really said that? For reals? You said they. Who's they?
0: Yeah, well... In our particular name, in our particular, the guy's name is Chris.
2: Okay. Oh, okay, so... he's right.
0: like the guy that everyone calls to complain about when they see, like, okay. uh, so, a no, nail no. pop in I their ceiling.
2: So, Chris, there's there a real human being who told you this. Chris.
0: Yeah, they're like, look, man, when, if you see sod thrown on the side of the... That means we're not using it. It had to get ripped up. It, we had to cut it, yeah. and it didn't fit. Right. We're going to throw it in the dumpster. Or if you see it in the dumpster, go ahead. So, I saw some laying in the sidewalk, <laughs> and I'm like, Score. So I grabbed, I think, four big sheets. I laid it down. I even bought some soil. I was really pumped. I bought some soil to raise the ground extra high, so we wouldn't have drainage issues. <laughs> I laid down, got it done. My son helped. He thinks, with like a hand shovel, he did nothing. And then all of a sudden, I turned around and there's a police officer just standing there.
2: How long after?
0: Well, he definitely saw me throw one down. Like he must have watched me actually. <laughs>
2: okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Like practically saw the dead body being disposed of. <laughs> He's like, can hey, I talk to you for a second? And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm in trouble now. Like I knew exactly. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure what I'm technically doing is probably not what you're supposed to do. Where, where we was kind of the
2: sod? Where yeah. was the sod that you grabbed it from?
0: Well, it was, it was, it was on sidewalk. It, was, it appears that there's a house. Here's what I think happened. They messed something up. They had to dig up someone's yard to either put in some new pipes or wires. They had like a yard made with sod in it. They cleared out, it had been returned to dirt and there was all these spray paint on it. Like here's where these new pipes are gonna go. So they just go in there with a bulldozer and they just throw the sod off. Like they're not going to reuse that sod. They're not taking all the sod off, putting in new pipes, and then a week later putting this sod that I'm just sitting there on the sidewalk back on. It's gonna be dead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So police officer says yeah, technically what you've done is stealing. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I started running through my mind like, you know, stealing, when you're talking to a police officer, that's like a problem. Like, That's what police officers enforce. Like, there are laws. <laughs> and I think I might have just broken the law. Like, I'm like,
2: am I, mean, I going to go to jail? Like, I mean, what? you said Chris. You said Chris and take sod and all that?
0: Well, look, I don't think that the if the police knock on the door or take the super to the court of law... I don't think they're going to say, yeah, we encourage this kind of thing. So I'm not going to – I don't want to name him. I just want to say, look, in the neighborhood, they've told us, and plenty of people have done it, that when you see sod thrown off to the side like that, it's going to go in the dumpster. So just, if you need a small patch, just take it. They don't care. And he's like, yeah, it's a gray area we get into, what's considered public and what's considered (laughs) private. If it's in a dumpster, it's legal to take whatever you want. People put stuff on the curb to be taken for trash. It's legal to take that. He's like, so I understand the sod's on the curb, kind of like that. But in this case, the property owner actually saw you do it, and they said if you return the sod right now, (laughs) they'll be okay with it. (laughs) So he had to sit there and just watch. He just stood and watched me pick it all back up, put it in the orange Jeep. I can't believe they tracked me down.
2: I mean, I <laughs> have this amazing. stealthy vehicle. Yes, it's amazing, right. <laughs> this stealthy, undetectable and
0: orange Jeep, yeah.
2: So you had to return the sod, and then you up. the cops let you go. No record, no hauling in. No yeah, they,
0: yes, and of course, as all police incidents go, as I'm putting the sod back, two other police cars have to pull up. And then, like, communicate. You know how, like, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. always working together. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. So eventually, there's three police cars. They're like, hey, uh, Bob. Put-
2: Bob, did you get him?" Yeah, I got him. All right, Bob. <laughs> but,
0: yeah. But this is not the old people part of the neighborhood. This is the 55 and over section. So this is why you get in trouble. I mean, they've got plenty of time. They're easily offended and irritable. Yeah. And I guarantee you they were watching my every move, this young punk in his orange Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> cheap. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do now, I did it yesterday, and I'm going to yeah. do it again today. Yep. I, I took a picture of the sod still on the sidewalk, still not replanted, yellower by the day, not going to be reused. Right. And I'll go back and do it again tonight. <laughs> My wife's like, why didn't you just buy sod? And I'm like, "Yeah." After, there's just no response.
2: After you backhanded her, what did, what, what did you say to her? <laughs> after, you know, why did you buy sod? Whack! <laughs> That's right. Oh man, that's right. Um, wow, we almost lost you. Uh, good thing almost you escaped. And stuff. Yeah, good thing you escaped out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all right. Uh, interesting stuff. Um, so we got the we got the road to recovery dinner on Friday night. We got the pit bike of nations that we've covered, and we got the motocross the nations. Is there anything I'm missing out of that? Out of the extravaganza that is this weekend week? Racer shared? TV show. Oh, yeah, racer TV show. I mean, is there anything else we're missing?
1: It's a that's, trick question. That's going to be
2: ten hours,
1: ten hours of coverage right there. That's that's pretty big deal. I don't think that's there's anything been that long or especially yeah. at this event. There's been nothing like that ever done. So
2: yeah, that'd be fun. Well, great. Is it a trick question? No. Why? What do you mean?
0: Oh, I don't know. You're asking him. was like, is, oh. is it something we're forgetting that you're oh, about to yeah, quiz us that on? I'm going to
2: drop on you, right? No, no, no. It's legit. question. Okay. Is there something else that I'm missing? Oh. You know, yeah, like this, something like this. Um, I think
0: the Motocross of Nations is a big enough deal uh, in and of itself. Yeah. I think as long as we talk about it, we're doing
2: okay. Right, okay. So, yeah, Red Bud, uh, the Nations. USA has lost six years in a row? Seven? What, how's, how long has it been? Six in a row. Six in a row. France yeah. has won four in a row.
0: Wow. You didn't have to ask JT. It didn't take him long no, to remember. No. How many well, years?
2: Listen, JT, you are going to be happy on Sunday night because USA has got this thing. Now, the weather, we each have you checked the weather? I know you're big on this. Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. All right. Uh, nope. There is a chance of rain, though, huh, JT? There is a chance of, of things going a bit sideways with weather.
1: Yeah, depending on who you listen to, who you talk to. I mean, every, every uh, meteorologist obviously differs, but it, I've seen anywhere from 40 to 60%, and some of them are same only in the morning. I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. That's my prediction, uh, just knowing how the weather is there. For me, at an outdoor event, you really need a lot of rain at a particular time for it to be a mess. Uh, if it rains on Saturday, not a huge deal for Sunday. If it rains in the morning, that's okay, too. Um, it's just got to be in that window of the afternoon, and it's got to rain really hard at an outdoor track to really change things. Uh, and, and this is kind of Weege's take, so I'll let him jump in. But I just don't see it being a huge storm where it's going to change the outcome of the event.
2: Well, um USA's be gonna, USA is looking great. Uh, I really firmly believe on their track on their soil. Um, if France had Roman Fabra and Marvin Musquin, I would say that I would say this thing's close. I would say it's 50 close. Fifty at that point. When they drop Musquin and then Fabra is out with an injury, replaced by Jordi A. Tixier. Jordi A. Tixier. Uh, yeah, just give me USA, man. Give me. We saw the results of uh, Lakewood. We saw the results of Buds Creek we did not see the results of 87 because he left before the third moto which i just found out this week um <laughs> yeah i just i i usa are the heavy favorites to me and and i think they're gonna do it and uh farandes may give plessinger a run and hurlings will give tomac a run for sure but uh give me the red white and blue to get the trophy back at red Bud. uh strong heavy favorites why in my opinion
0: yeah i agree um I think the Dutch team is pretty good, but on on paper, I'm not sure it's quite a match. Um, that is not including Hurling's versus Tomac, which I hope that we get into. I hope we discuss that, Steve, on this podcast. Um, but what always confuses people in this race, it never comes down to that. It never comes down to this. Isn't the NBA where it's like if the if Jordan outplays Magic, the Bulls win, or if LeBron outplays Stephen Curry, the the Cavs win. Uh, It really comes down to your other two guys, believe it or not, have to be very good, too. And Vlandering has been good this year, but I don't think he's quite on the level of uh, where Plessinger is. And uh Coldenhoff's always strong, but I don't know if he's quite at Barsh's level. So you're giving USA a little strength on paper and it's their home race and it's a track they know well. It's that just seems like a lot It's, to just,
2: it's the same as USA going over there. You got a time change and food difference and strange uh things and, and it's it's exactly the same as as when America and Canada head over there or whatever. It's 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 they're at a disadvantage. And then when you count that track and everything that's going on, and and yeah, I just JT. I mean, last night on the Pulp Show, you called it fifty fifty. You're 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 nuts. Uh, I do
1: think it's fifty fifty. I think there's so much that can go on at this race. I mean, look at just past years. You know, um, you know, Jeremy Martin breaks his foot on Saturday. Uh, Jason Anderson gets landed on. You know, uh, after winning the first moto, I just don't think with racing and the way this event goes that you can you can really handicap it much more than that you know i think we are um, i think we do have the best team and i would be willing to argue with anybody you know from from any team that would be willing to say differently i do think on paper we have the strongest team but when you're talking about a race event where anything goes and generally this event usually does i'm 50 50 sounds pretty fair that's the best Uh, odds we've had in a long time it
2: went well for 14 years in a row or 13 years yeah, in that's the a, I mean, that's I a completely mean, different era. Well, like, you uh, can't even I, compare that. I understand that, but I'm saying, I know what you're saying. It's racing. Anything can happen. But we have to take this as if, you know, just straight up on yeah, but
1: paper. their level is so much higher now than, I mean, than, than, than in my, yeah, in my fine, opinion. But,
2: you, you know, you bring up Anderson getting landed on and Jay mart breaking his foot, and that's all that's all re- well and fair, but... You know, if we start saying that, then you know we can just basically qualify every single guy, every single country in this in this list. Well,
1: but if you look at it, okay, 20, 2014 in Germany, I feel like we had the best team on paper. We didn't win. Tomac crashes. Dungey rides poorly. Uh, we just didn't do it. You know, so you look at stuff like that, and I, I'm not saying we're not going to win. I think that we will. But I think to handicap it more than 50 50, I just don't, I don't know, man. Maybe a little higher than that. But to say it's a lock, like you've been saying the whole time, I just, I don't think you can do that for, for an event where the Europeans have dominated for several years now.
2: This is, and you bring up Germany, and this is the best team USA has also since sent Germany, potential team. I
1: maybe, agree. I agree
2: maybe with Maybe well. you could add Anderson, had he not been hurt, Anderson's level is slightly higher than Barsha if Jason hadn't been hurt, you know? I, but I don't even know outdoors. Maybe Justin, you know, Justin was great this year. So, um,
1: I think our team, our team we sent to France in 16 was pretty good. Um, you know, with with yeah, Webb.
2: But, yeah, but Webb m- moving up was a question mark, you know. Yeah, we well. I'm wrote not well, saying but, it's as good as but, this. Yeah.
1: I, but it was pretty good. It was pretty solid. Um, you know, the obvious glaring you know, miss has been tomac we just ha we haven 't had one of our best riders, you know period in a long time you know his his injury in fifteen was was brutal. I mean the level he was riding at in two thousand and fifteen i don 't know that i 've seen very many times in my life you know if if you take him into that race in in two thousand and fifteen into France, I think we win because i don 't think anybody would touch him on earth that year you know and put you put one one on the board from him that day, and it maybe it changes everything so You know Dungey. I don't really have an explanation for his motocross nations appearances. They haven't been good. Uh, But yeah, when you look at it on paper, this is by far the best opportunity, best track. You know these guys, Plessinger dominated here. Tomac should have won this event. You know with the the DNF. Um, This is one of Barsha's best tracks. He's he's led several laps here. Uh, and then you just look at everything else you talked about. Our best team on our, on one of their best tracks, and all of the other teams are kind of missing that that essential piece. You know, it, Netherlands. We'll see how they perform, but I don't think Calvin Blandon is on Plessinger's level. I, I would, you know, say that pretty pretty uh, convincingly. I think they're just on paper, and and watching them both in person. I've watched them. Uh, I've watched Calvin race this year in person. I've watched Plessinger race a lot of times, obviously. And then, uh, you know, Barsha and Koldenhoff, I think most people would agree that Barsha's uh, a step ahead of Koldenhoff. Maybe maybe not in sand. I would say most Koldenhoff people, is yeah. his strongest track is in sand. Um, and then, yeah, the Hurlings-Tomac thing, who knows.
2: you, you, but, you, you Honestly, it could – Barsha might be the only American, why, again, who wins his class. Hurlings could beat Tomac and Ferrandis could beat Plessinger. But they'll yeah. win the overall.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean – at, at the best case scenario, you could say Ferrandis and Plessinger are are a match. Um, I know Plessinger won the title this year. Ferrandis didn't race all the races, but for the most part, I mean, Plessinger is the champ. I got to give him an edge because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: No, I'm just yeah, well, saying, no. like, like USA yeah. could could lose two classes here and still win the overall. You know?
0: Yeah. I guess it's it's close enough. You could. It's not like if Ferandis beats Plessinger for the overall in that class, you're going to be like, yep. WTF happened? How is this possible? Yeah. I mean, he's he's beaten them before, for sure. But, right, uh, for the teams to have three solid guys, which means you have a second 450 guy good enough for that open class, yeah, Barsha probably I, does have the edge.
2: I, I um, don't see and Steve Van Horbeek, any of these yeah. guys. They're good riders, but they're not beating yeah. Barsha, you know, uh, at Red Butt in, in the open class. You know, I just – I don't see it. I, Tyler Medallia, not, not beating. Um,
0: well, the argument bars. here, look, we're we're kind of – Arguing but agreeing with each other. I think we all know that they're the strongest team on paper, but JT is going very heavy on the it's just one day, yeah. one day of yeah. racing. Well, y-
2: Yeah, but going into last year's, we were like, these guys are not the strongest on paper. We got problems. Going into Lowell, yeah. you're like, we got problems. Uh, going into France yeah. and Erne, you got you got problems. Italy, you're like, ah, I got problems. You know, like, this is by far the the, the most confident I've felt for any USA team since – the Dungey Villapoto one that pulled it off. Dungey Villapoto and, yeah. uh, and uh, Baggett.
0: Right. You, Yes. Like I, it's like I said, JT just going heavy on. I mean, look, they weren't going to win last year under any circumstances, but one rider tore his ACL, and the other rider had a shock broke or break in both motos. So they wouldn't have won no matter who was on the team if those things happened. So that's the problem. If it's a one-day race, there is always the chance that shots break of course, yeah. and riders get hurt. Oh, of
2: course, that's why like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not... yeah. But USA, I think they will win this. I, that's, that's it. they got the strongest team. They'll win this. Um, disaster is going to have to strike in an injury or a bike problem to keep USA from winning this, in, in my opinion. And uh, and they better get it done because it's acid next year in Holland. Your ass is kicked. <laughs> and uh, that ain't going to be pretty. Um, you, know, you Yes,
0: know, I agree. If you look at even France right now, I mean, I don't think anyone would say that Pollen is the equal of Tomac.
2: He has not ridden as and well this year. Nope.
0: No, he hasn't been quite the same. And it is true that there have been years where pollen has stepped up big and, and really ridden well at this event, but there have also been years where he just didn't have it. Uh, Fevra has had to save them several times now. Um, so you can't just guarantee, well, pollen 's always good at donations. Well, not always, sometimes. And Tixier uh, yeah. was really struggling at points this year. So yeah. to you compare him to Barsha, you can't even do that no so,
2: France is a is, yeah. a is a shit show like leaving Marvin off the team was was yeah. so bad so so bad by the French guys just yeah you know and it, I agree. and it is gonna bite them they I could see them not even making the podium seriously Paulin has not been good Tixier has yep. not been good uh Belgium yep. I don't care who Belgium sends I said this last yeah. night. They are always good at this race. They are always solid. They are racers. They are in shape. They are tough. Belgium will be a factor. It does not matter who they send. That is just how they work. Great Britain, Tommy Searles had an injury problem. Max Anstey has been terrible. Uh, Ben Watson has been good, though. He's their strongest guy. And, of course, I really do think Holland gets second. I don't know how Coldenoff, uh, Hurlings, and Vladerin. Vlander- Why am I struggling with that name? By the way, uh, if they beat USA, I'll be filing a protest. He is South African, and uh, I will try to get that, get him protested immediately. But um, I can't see how this thing doesn't go USA Dutch, and somehow give me a ten percent chance, JT, that the Holland beats beats the USA, and, and then everything is is gold. Only takes one crash or one mechanical
1: to change. Yeah, thanks JT. Got that.
2: it. Okay, is that all you're going to say all show? Just, just it only takes a crash or a mechanical? We know. We know. That's the first time I said that. We know. We know what's going to happen. This is a great breakdown by you, by the way. This is a great breakdown. You're just everything we say. You, all, the only thing you're going to say is USA wins? I just said. Now I'm moving on. We, I feel like we've covered that. Now I'm moving on to Holland. And how they are going to be the USA's best challenge. Uh, I can't see anybody beating Holland other than USA, JT.
1: Yeah, it all depends for me on kind of which Calvin Vlanderen shows up. The one that came out and won a, a, a GP this year, is it that guy? Or is it the guy that's that's struggling and can't find his pace and is going backwards? Because I've seen both several times this year. Uh, maybe maybe not the winning form guy, but he has that. Um, I'm trying to remember which GP it was, but he kinda moved through the pack and he was the best guy that day. So, you know, I think they have some questions to answer there on his performance. We we know what we're gonna get from Hurlings. He's gonna be whether he wins or not, who knows? But he's one, gonna
2: be one two, two one, great. right? Two two at the worst for Hurlings, yeah. one one of the yeah. best. He's gonna be great.
1: So we'll see how that plays out. And then Coldenhoff, I think man, I you know, I've been arguing with people, you know, on and off social media, in person, whatever, about uh Koldenhoff and I just haven't seen a lot from him. Uh, if he's on any other surface than deep, deep sand he I'm not going to say he's average because he's he's a factory level guy and getting top ten f- places. but compared to Barsha when Barsha's on, I don't think there's any comparison, so I could potentially see you know both of our guys in both motos ahead of Koldenhoff. you know if, if a p got a good start, I could see him beating Holdenhoff.
2: yeah absolutely so, no i mean when um, you look at when you look at the scores of Great Britain last year. Okay, got third overall, thirty-two points, one one, seven eight, fifteen. That could be one one Hurlings, seven eight like Vladerin, fifteen mm-hmm. Koldenhoff. That gets you a third overall, you know?
1: I think Koldenhoff would be better than that, because he is a good starter. I just don't think he is I don't think he's a good Barcia, Barsha. I think Barsha will beat him yeah, if, if everything goes well. And you look at look at Barsha how he rode at Redbud this year. I mean, he crashed on the start with Marvin, and he. I mean, they, they were blowing through the pack. I mean, they had a lot of speed at this track. I just think he's gonna beat Coldenhoff by a, yeah. a few spots yeah. in the combined motos.
2: Yep, I agree. And 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 you know when you look at MX3, Coldenhoff uh, and Van Horbeek, I mean. Van Horbeek didn't have a good year either, but he's as equal to Koldenhoff, if not better. Yeah, he's
1: a wild card. Yeah, and he'll he's get, a wild card. He's kind of like Paul Ann for me, where throw out the rest of the season, don't even worry about it. It's one day, and usually they ride better at yeah. this event than normal.
2: But so. I can see I can see Van Horbeek getting in the mix between uh, a Barsha and a Koldenhoff to help USA, you know. Um, uh, and maybe I'm looking at the MX, the other open guys, and that's about it. I see those three guys as being, you know, kind of, kind of elite guys in, in open class. Uh, Anstey, I don't know. I just don't see it, man. It was mud. It was England. He rode phenomenal, uh, but I don't see it this year. I just don't. You know what? You open. know what I
1: think the the one of the big wild cards for this event is is with the MX two guys having to start against the the big bikes. And oh, yeah. Red yeah, start is super deep, and it's going to be a straight shot to the inside. So can AP get in and I'll qualify this by saying that both Vlanderin and AP are both really big guys to be on two fifties or bigger, you know, as far as average. So I think a big part of this is going to be who can get the start, you know, against those big four fifties. So, you know, there will be some strategy there knowing uh, that Hurlings is such a great starter. Do they give Lander in the inside gate and hope that Hurlings and Coldenhoff can grab the start from the outside, or do they go for the certain, you know, first or second place start and and win by Hurlings and hopefully Coldenhoff can grab a whole shot and and ride well. And the same goes for the USA. Do they put AP on the inside, a la Villapoto in 2007? Uh, because there's just going to be a lot of moving parts there, and, and I don't have a good answer for you. I don't know how that strategy is going to shake down, but it's something they're going to have to put a lot of thought into because it can it can drastically affect the results. Uh, you know, whether AP starts fifth from the inside or if he starts twenty fifth from the outside, that can change a lot.
2: Yeah, we the MX two race so oftentimes determines this thing.
1: Yeah, I don't remember
0: when or why they changed something very significantly in this event a long time ago. Maybe it was when they basically turned from 125 to 250S. But you used to be scored based on your class, and I bring this up every year. The 125s, it only mattered what other 125s you beat. If you got seventh in the moto, but you were the first 125 across the line, you got a first place. You got one point. Yeah. Now you're scored overall. So if your 250 guy struggles – which it's going to be hard not to struggle. You could be buried off the start. I mean, we've seen Blake Baggett just straight up get lapped in motos. At Lomo it was terrible, and it's like, dude, how are you going to win this event putting, you know, 12th and 14th on the board? So, honestly, if I were Team USA, I would give Plessinger the, the better gate. You're going to have two. I'd give him the better gate because I feel like with Tomac and Barsha – One thing to remember this race, the field isn't actually deep in the way that it is in a normal race. There's a couple of good countries with strong riders, but then there's other countries that are in it and the riders are not at the level that you would have, like what, there's maybe 10 super fast guys, but now you're getting in based on what country you ride for, not because you're fast enough to qualify for the event or you have a factory ride or you're a title contender. Plus, there's a lot of good guys that aren't racing. Geiger's not racing. Marvin's not racing. Febber's not racing. I feel like if you give Tomac a terrible start, he's still going to get a good result. But, I mean, what's the worst but, but, he could do?
2: Then what if Hurley beats him? What's that? Uh, who cares? What do we do? What do we do? Then we
1: know
0: what it's I'm better. saying is you put, you put Plessinger, you give him a 15th place start, you could be in some big trouble. I mean, making passes against 450s is tough. Yeah. You know, 15th place start for Plessinger could result in finishing the moto 10th or 9th. 15th place start for Tomac, probably still going to get third, maybe second. And meanwhile, you're putting Plessinger way up front. Yeah. So I think that's the smart play. But your team has to have a rider good enough where you can almost guarantee a good result, even with the bad start. And I suppose that's the luxury that both the United States and the Netherlands have. I put the 250 guy on the good gate. All day long, because your 450 guy is going to be able to move through, but we have seen huge struggles with 250 riders just stuck. It's hard to make passes in mid-pack when you've got less power.
2: What do you think, JT? Yeah,
1: I think so. You know, it's with the inside gates, it's, it's interesting, because if you give Plessinger the inside gate, you put Tomac and Barsha outside, obviously that makes sense because you're hoping Plessinger comes out, you know, top five, top ten, and then you're hoping somehow some way that Barsha and Tomac can pull something off because there's a chance. I, I I do think a guy like Barsha, who's a great starter, I think he could pull off a good start from the outside because I would say several guys to your right within 10 or 15 gates are going to be nowhere near the level of Barsha, both in equipment and talent. That's just how this race is. So it's it's conceivable that they could still get a good start from out there. The problem is, and the risk and reward on both sides, the problem is if that doesn't happen and you put Tomac and Barsha in the back. And then what happens if, you know, somebody on the inside say Hurlings takes the inside gate and he moves over on Plessinger on purpose and now Plessinger they're both in the back. That's the risk. Um, Versus if you put Plessinger on the outside, you know he's getting a bad start either way, so you just count on that and then you hope that, you know, your, your 450 guy gets a good start. So, I don't know the right answer. I would most likely go with putting Plessinger on the inside and then putting my 450 guy on the outside. Um, I think Tomac's chances of of getting the starter a little less than Barsha from the outside, just from what history has shown us. Uh, But, man, like I said, I don't have the perfect answer. It's just a chess match. And and I don't think you really have to decide um, until closer to race time. You see what your qualifying spot is leaving Saturday, which is going to be a factor. And I think there's also some gamesmanship, too, to see what the other countries do. I know that they're going to look at it, too, and say, hey, they went inside, let's, let's match them. Or I think you play your strengths versus their strengths and weaknesses and vice versa. Uh, I think all that will be will be fluid on, uh, on Sunday afternoon.
0: I take my chances on Barsha and Tomac being able to move through the pack when half the field is on 250s. And, again, some of the countries that you're racing are just not at the level. Um, coming from – Way back in this is not quite uh, the same, especially when half the riders on the track are uh, on 250s. Now, there will be a moto where you have all 450s together with Barsha and Tomac, and I don't know, that's a coin flip, what you do in that situation. Uh,
2: I think Rogers DeCoster, the manager, he's, he's changed it up a few times with his decisions on putting the MX2 guy inside and outside. He, he doesn't always do it. It depends on kind of how he feels, and I guess he talks to the guys and everything else. One thing, he never gives Tim Ferry the inside gate, ever, at three, designations, by the way. I want to point that out. You know um, you what know, an
1: interesting interesting question is? So, for the two 450 guys, when they're together, do you give the the better starter, which we'll say is Barsha, and that's just debatable, I guess. I'll say Barsha is the better starter. Do you give him every opportunity to get the whole shot? Meaning, do you give him the inside gate? Or do you try to level out the playing field? you give the, the good starter the outside gate, and hope he can pull it off and the worst starter at the inside gate, hoping that will help him, which, which do you do? I, I don't know the answer again, but that's an interesting question to ask is, is do you, do you help the better starter and hope he hole shots and just basically give up on the, on the poorer starter and put him outside? Or do you try to neutralize both of their, uh, you know, strengths yeah. and weaknesses and, and flip-flop that?
0: I remember in Colorado, they uh, that, because Shorty was on the team and he's an excellent starter. In the third moto, miraculously, he and Dungey started 1-2. So, that's probably why Shorty's just right. so good yeah. at starts. It didn't matter what gate you put him on, and then you gave Dungey the best gate, so he was going to get a good start, too. So, yeah, it has worked that way. Barsha could pull it off. But the problem is, this is all sh- a small sample size. Starts have an element of randomness. You know, if you did 100 starts through the course of, the se- course of a season, Barsha's probably better than Tomac. But any one start... Who the hell knows?
2: And uh, the, the MX2 champion Jorge Prado, uh, he will be fast. He will be good. So his other two teammates in Spain, uh, you know, won't get him, uh, won't get them near the podium. But Prado will be good. I like Ferandez and Plessinger to be better than him. But but Prado's proven all year long to be better than Vlinderen, better than Watson. You know, so uh, he'll be he'll be good. Hunter Lawrence as well uh, will be in the mix. He'll be on a Geico bike, so it'll certainly be a better bike for him than the one he's been racing all year. Um, you know, yeah, I, I just – I like USA, then the Dutch, and then I Belgium. Just just give Belgium third because that's what Belgium does, third or fourth every year. Um, and I don't I – honestly, I, I but, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting because I don't like Great Britain's team that much, but certainly Watson will be well and um, maybe Anstey will be – did Anstey sign for a GP team? Is he still trying to ride in the U.S.? I don't know who he would ride for, but – did he get it? Uh, no, I don't
1: think he signed anything yet. Okay, so no, I don't think so.
2: Maybe yeah. he'll, maybe he'll be hungry. And then let's not forget Ken Roxon. Roxon is back at an MXDN. Uh, he has had yep. terrific rides at, at, at almost every uh, every MXDN I think he's ever ridden. Uh, certainly, you know, not the same guy with the injuries that he was before. But he's trying to get back. Uh, Jacoby Nagel it will be riding a TM. Uh, Nagel certainly a little bit more on the downside of his career, but. Uh, I'm uh, good to see Roxon back. I mean, we could end up Roxon and Hurlings when they last left were not buddies, and no. if those three guys get along out front, that could be one hell of a race. Right. There. Well I think
1: I think you could see some great battles. I think you could see Prado, as you said, in the mix to win. I think he'll be he's gonna get a good start. I think he's just such a great starter on grid. I mean he whole shotted damn near every race this season. So even against the big bikes, I expect to see him in the top five. I just think that's how it's gonna go and I think he, he will get the good gate for team Spain. You know, and, and the same for Roxanne. I think Roxen will be in the mix. Whether he wins, who knows. But, you know, if, if Tomac's buried in 25th off the start and, and Roxen's top three, then then certainly Roxen could get the best of him and, and even win a moto. But the problem is is they, they have glaring weaknesses on the team. You know, uh, Noggle, as you said, is on the backside of his career and been battling injuries. He's just fresh off of, uh, I believe, a hand injury. Uh, and then Jacoby is, is still an up-and-comer and has kind of been all over the map with results this year. Spain, as we know, doesn't have, you know, anyone to really back up. Roxen, or I'm sorry, Prado, uh, you know, Berrigan. And these guys are they're kind of on the backside of their careers as well. So I think we're going to see a lot of individual battles that are going to be awesome. The, Berrigan. the Prados, yeah, it, it, Berrigan's you know, been
2: retired for 10 years.
1: Oh, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't even know. Did even know. This year, then i was I, mean, no. thinking Boutron. I'm sorry. Oh, Butron yeah, Boutron
2: is. Yeah, uh, yeah I misspoke. Uh, and Campano, uh, Carlos Campano.
1: Yeah, um, I, I was trying to say Boutron, I apologize. He's a he's a fly racing guy, um, but. On an individual level, I think you're going to see a ton of battles like that. It's just the depth this year, yeah. you know, it's, it's not quite there to have like a Germany. I just don't see them being in the mix. You know, they won this race six years ago, uh, but I just don't see yeah. it for, for yeah, 2018.
2: But I'm excited to see Roxanne out there with these guys. Oh, not, for as yeah. far as the racing goes, yeah. that's,
1: it's going to be awesome. There's a lot of guys that could be in the mix to win races and motos. It's just unfortunate for them they don't have this, this really strong team behind them to make it super relevant because I think if you go back, say, six years ago, say 2012, Belgium was in there, USA could have won. Um, even years before that, Italy was a contender at times. I mean, there were, these teams just don't have the depth right now to be in that top three conversation, in my opinion.
2: Uh, the fly yeah, racing. Switzerland oh, had a little
1: yep. Switzerland had a little run
0: going here for a while but it 's not quite I think as strong as it was no uh, two or three years ago
2: yeah no absolutely uh, fly racing yes, race fly racer racer X podcast yep. presented by Maxis and uh, Alpine stars motocross the nation 's preview slash stealing sod story uh, listen to this commercial from uh, race tech and uh, Certainly saves the money with the Pulpomex code with those guys, uh, but we're right back to uh, uh, finish this MXDN preview from Redbud. Uh, myself, Jason. Well, again, Jason Thomas. Race Tech Suspension and Engines, people. Pulpomex eighteen is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race Tech specializing high performance suspension parts, service, and setups. Modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Racetech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits. Use Racetech for their suspension and engines mods. x 18 you can save using the code. Please check them out, Racetech.com. Do it.
0: Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath.
2: Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks to Maxis. Thanks to Alpine Stars. Uh, And uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. So, Weege, give me your top three countries.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go USA for the win. I I think the Dutch are the second-best team. Uh, I like what you're thinking because Belgium just always gets it done somehow. But I'm going to favor France because I can't sleep on them too much. (laughs) They freaking had a guy they had to pull out of the World Enduro Championship last year, and they still won.
2: Yeah. And
0: there have been other years where they didn't pick Marvin, and people were pissed that they didn't pick Marvin, and they still won. So, I mean, they're hurting this year. They, Marvin, you could argue, is their best guy. Didn't pick him. Fever, you could argue, is their second-best guy. He got hurt. That's not awesome. But I do feel like they have something beyond just what they have on paper because they figured some, some some sort of formula, camaraderie. I don't know what it is. They seem to outperform what they should every year, so I want to give them the nod for that. So I'll still go with the French for third.
2: I'll take the Sal and Van Horbeek over Paulin and Tixier, in my opinion. But, yeah, yeah I see it. Um, yep. JT, three countries.
1: I'll go USA with uh, the win, although, as, as you know, I'm not – I'm not just lock it in but I I do think we have the best team on paper that's indisputable
0: can we discuss Uh, this again why you think they might
1: (laughs) you don't want to lock it in yeah just
2: just tell me what again what could happen recap maybe Uh, what racing for me and uh, I'll
1: go Netherlands second I think Hurlings goes one two at minimum Uh, you know two two I guess at worst but uh, I think Netherlands has a pretty strong team and they'll be consistent Um, they have three legit guys which most teams kind of don't so I'll go them two, and then three. I'm torn. I'll go Belgium. I'm a little unsure of how Geertz is going to do. He's a young kid. He he really hasn't been in this situation before. Um, I obviously well traveled because he's done the whole World Championship, but it's just a completely different event. I worry about France, and I would put France three, but because I think Ferrandis will be great. I think Ferrandis may win a moto, and for as far as the MX2 class goes but I don't know about Tixier, man. He, he hasn't had a team. He hasn't had bikes. I mean, he's basically put sponsors just together for this one race and he, you know, he's way off the pace in Italy last weekend. I think he's going to be the weak link for them. And and even Paul Anna isn't really on form compared to what we're used to seeing. So I think that's going to, that's going to open a, open a way for Belgium to jump in there.
2: Yeah. uh, And also too, we didn't bring up Australia now, Michael Byrne, he's a little biased, just a tad. He's managing Team Australia. But, dude, Berner is stoked on his team. Like, Mitchell Evans has been giving Dean Ferris a run. Mm-hmm. Kirk Gibbs did well. Burner likes to tell me two years in a row at, at Disney Nations. And then, of course, Hunter Lawrence rode great in the mud last year. And Berner is stoked on Australia. Maybe you want to look for a sleeper podium team. Maybe Australia. For me...
1: You give me Hunter Lawrence from last year. If that's the level of Hunter Lawrence you see, okay, then I'm I'm back in. But he has not been on form this year at all. Mm-hmm. His starts have been really bad. He really hasn't been even a factor. And he did look better in Italy this past weekend. So maybe he turns it around just in time for for this weekend. If you had last year's Hunter Lawrence, you have a healthy Dean Ferris on the team. That changes everything for me. I don't know much about Mitch Evans. Um, wow. I've seen Gibbs race well. He's the only guy that. to keep
2: Ferris honest. I've heard this over and over on Twitter and yeah, everybody, yeah but that's, so, yeah, that's
1: yeah. a different. That's not Dean Ferris though, right? I mean, keeping someone mm-hmm. honest and is, is right. great, but mm-hmm. Dean Ferris is just—he's the best I'll show you guy, in my opinion. So I don't think they're going to be on the podium, but, but sleeper. That's sleeper. all subject to to what Hunter, Learn- Hunter Lawrence does. I think he's he's the the X factor in this event for me. Who's your sleeper team, Weech?
0: Uh, I'm going with Germany as yeah, my okay. sleeper. Yeah. Remember, you only need five. You know, They only count five finishes. You only need five. Yep. So I look at each team, and I'm like, okay, can you know, can, can they get four good finishes? And then the other dude just has to get one top ten. And when Germany won this thing years ago, that's basically what they had. They had Nagel and Roxen who were really good, and then you had Marcus Schiffer, and it's like, if this dude can just get a tenth once in right. his two motos. And that's it worked. So – I don't know. Jacoby is young. Every once in a while, he has a good race. So if he has a good day, we know Roxon's going to be good. I mean, Roxon. even if he doesn't win, Roxon's certainly never inconsistent. He's going to have good results. Then you just need – I know Nagel's on the back end, and I think he's running a TM now. Right?
2: Yeah. But um. –
0: Noggle is a TM rider, I believe, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I know he is. Yep. yep.
0: Uh, But again, you just need him to get like a 12th or a 14th or something, whatever you were saying with the podium before you need one good result. Um, so you give Roxon. I, is going to probably get two thirds at worst. He's so darn consistent. He doesn't throw motos away. He doesn't have problems. Uh, that puts them in fighting shape. I think
2: somehow I went to that race in Slovenia and there was a lot of Germans there. Um, and I think Jacoby was there, maybe? I follow him on Instagram, and I remember a German guy at the after party making me follow him, and I think it was Jacoby, and then he was making fun of Phil. No. Uh, yeah, he, he told Phil, he was making fun of Phil and all this, and so we all like this guy, and I think it was Jacoby. So maybe I'm Team Jacoby. I follow him on Instagram. I have no idea why. I think it was that guy. I think it was the drunk German at the after party in Slovenia years ago. So, so he
0: gets extra points because he makes fun of Phil. Yeah, no,
2: I, I we yeah, loved it. Me, me and uh, Patty, Brayton's old mechanic, said, "Look at we look how far away we are from America, and this man is still making fun of Phil, like he doesn't <laughs> like. This is great. This is the, <laughs> it, it. It travels across the world. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I like Australia, sleeper country. J T, your sleeper country."
1: I mean, we kind of covered everybody. I think Canada? the sleeper for me, Canada. No, the sleeper for Canada? me has got to. All right, this are you gonna say Canada? No, no, no. Okay, the sleeper for me is gonna be France. Um, <laughs> as much as I <laughs> Come have questions, on. It can't be a sleeper team. I think I for me they are because I don't expect much. Okay, I don't expect much, and I just am so fearful, I, especially if February was there. He's out, as we know. But they just always rise to the occasion at this race for some reason. Paul yeah. Ann always puts in some sort of hero ride at this race. No, he doesn't, though. He didn't ride last year that
2: well. He didn't ride that well before. I know, but he, well he, he gets the
1: job done. He, I mean, he was up front running with those guys. Febra rode the best race of, of his year yeah, last year. Yeah, he rode raw. Well, yeah, yeah I he, just – man, I, I fear those guys – coming in off four years in a row, just pulling off something crazy because let's face it, Ferrandez is going to be good, right? <clears throat> Ferrandez could, could put some great. Yeah, Ferrandez will be very well. Yeah. Very good. If Paul and pulls out some, some great ride, which let's I mean, let's look, look at really what it was. He was in podium contention some this year. You know, I know, I know he hasn't rode in as best as he could, but it hasn't been horrible, right? So if he has a good day, that's four good scores. And then, all Tixie has got to do is find one decent moto, and then that puts them in contention. That's, that's why I think they're a sleeper. I don't expect it, but crazier things have happened than us going into the third moto wondering if France is going to pull this thing off. Uh, yeah, that's the
0: thing. With that one drop score that everybody gets, you only need your weakest link to have one decent finish, but you just don't have any room for error. That's the problem, So, and that's just so hard to predict. You know, if Paulin makes one – I think we – we're pretty much assuming this will be good, but if Paulin has one problem, one bad moto, now they're really screwed. They just reduce the margin of error because your other your your other two guys have to have great days and not leave any I, points on the table, which you never know.
2: Congratulations to Taneliuk, by the way, too, for Estonia. Oh. He will be there yeah. again, and this is this is maybe one of the more amazing stories in motocross history.
0: Yeah, I think it's 14 years in a row. I think
2: Tan on everybody. Yeah.
0: 14 um, years in a row on the Estonian team
2: uh, yep. Hey, so we talk Puerto Rico now? Do we have the Puerto Rico discussion?
0: Hey, by the way, uh, again, the team may be not a factor. Antonio Caroli is racing, so yep. I just feel like we must mention his name.
2: Uh, I think he's pretty banged up right now, too, though. Yeah, I mean, he
0: didn't race over the weekend he yeah. got hurt again, but he,
2: he hit the he hit the pit lane wall. I think he hurt his knee earlier yeah. this year. It's been a bit of a tough Tom. year but, but uh, yep. uh, he certainly uh is, uh is world class for sure and it's going to be great to see him um, Puerto Rico. Where are we at with Puerto Rico? I just want him to leave healthy. <laughs> that's as someone said last night on the show, though. That's already too late. Pastrana's knee is the size of <coughs> size of your head. Uh, I mean, I mean,
1: like able to leave there in one piece. I don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want Pastrana to knock himself out. I don't want K Dub to do anything. You know, or it just. It's such a cool event. I, you know, I was so iffy on this thing from the beginning, no, but I really know. come around on it.
2: You're you're on board now, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's cool, and, and the fans are obviously crazy excited. The more people I've talked to about it, it's just added this element that no one expected to the event. Um, they're raising money for the right people. I think their message is the right one to fans. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. I mean, we shouldn't expect much results wise, if anything, but just having them there will be
2: cool. Now, we, we found out uh, last night that Sipes is going to ride a 2 df now. I don't know if you heard that.
0: Well, I did... uh, I don't know if it's posted yet, but uh, our 3 and 3 column this week on the RacerX site, uh, I sent questions off to Wyndham Pastrana and... Yep, Sipes told me he's on a 250F. That changes things quite a bit. um, Because, again, and I, I hope people don't take this as a slight, in some ways, the field isn't as deep as it is. Like, you could argue, this year in the AMA Nationals, you had nine dudes win motos. And there were probably, what, 20 factory riders? It's it's just different in this event, because yeah. now you're just, yeah. Like, who is Estonia? Is M- Estonia's going to be in the main motos. But is their MX2 rider as good as the 20th place uh, 250F rider in the United States? No. And Sykes has proven he's potentially even a top 10 250 rider here still. So that changes their odds, I think, of getting in. I mean, if Sykes goes in, and let's say he gets, like, well, 8th, 7th or 8th on Saturday, do we they have- could... That really
2: help. Do we have a bit of a controversy here with Estonia, speaking of that? Their MX2 rider is Hardy Ruzinorg, and their team manager is Laurie Ruzinorg. Whoa! Do we have an issue here with Estonia's MX2 selection? And, by the way, they have a Finn, Harry Kulis uh, riding the open class, who's, who's Estonian yeah, and Finnish. I, I, so.
0: Harry Kulis is not Estonian.
2: As far uh, as I remember, no. Somehow he became Estonia. We have to be <laughs> about that, but yeah, something happened. <laughs> okay. um anyways, <laughs> I
0: just remember him racing forever. That's has anybody followed
2: yeah. uh, EstoniaMX.com dot com and find out if Laurie Ruzin took his brother Hardy <laughs> over a, a worthy choice? JT, do you have any info on this?
1: I don't, but I did race there, and I've spent uh, a there any, few, uh, maybe a
2: couple weeks there of my life in Estonia. So, was there any controversy? Uh, I wonder over this. It's not going to help in
1: this particular scenario, right. though. I just wanted to add that little no. tidbit. I
2: wonder if there's any controversy in Estonia over this election. Um, wow.
0: Okay, yeah. so uh, I was going to say. Yeah. I, so, with, uh, uh, the analysis from um, Pastrana is that his knee is so badly swollen up that at the moment he cannot get his foot on the foot peg.
2: But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but,
0: he actually says, but in a way, it's good because it prevented me from riding more. So at least I didn't completely break myself like everyone predicted. So
2: that's where we're at, Pastrana,
0: everybody. <laughs> yes, for Pastrana, not being able to put your foot on the peg, that's not destroying yourself because he knows how much worse it could be.
2: The, are like these, all his
0: limbs are still attached. These guys, that.
2: these guys are going to be the scene. At, at Red Butt, huh, JT?
1: I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're definitely the, the people's champs for sure. Um, man, I, I wonder how much – are they going to try? Like, are they is Wyndham going out there and he's going to really go for it? Wow. Or is this going to be I mean, told more us of an a, exhibition?
2: Wyndham told us on the show he's got no plans to do two motos on Sunday.
1: Right. But I am saying on Saturday when this is all decided for qualifying, like how much effort is going in? Like is he really gonna, you know, send it in there on the first turn and, and go for it? Is Prashana gonna do the same? You know, I would expect Sipes to. That's what he does. He's just still a professional racer, but the other two you've always gotta wonder, you know, are they just gonna be going for it and taking chances in these qualifying races, or are they gonna be doing whips and, you know, is Travis gonna be back flipping off of boulders and stuff like okay. in the middle of the race? Like how's if, this gonna go?
2: If they race, if they try, are they A main? If they try, yes. Because okay. Sipes, yep. Sipes will give
1: them a really good score and a solid foundation uh, between the other two. Sipes
2: easily. is a 6'7 guy, huh? MX2 yep. on a Saturday? Yep. Yep. Um, okay. What about Canada? How are we, how we feeling? One of our better finishes in the mud. I don't know, JT. We watched this thing together in England last year, as we do every year. And I don't know how Canada got 11th because they rode so poorly. Um, their moto finishes. To get 11th overall, which, by the way, was one of their better finishes. Hold on. They got 13th. They got 13th. Oh, 13th. But I guess they get moved up because countries aren't showing up, right? Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So, Slovenia's not there, and Denmark's not there. And Sweden isn't there. No, Sweden's there. Sorry. Anyways, uh, Canada got 13th with uh, 16, 21, 25, 27, and 30 scores. Like, good God. But, but but somehow they got one of their better results. They got 13th overall. Uh, wow, well,
0: so they had not a single rider finish in the top 13 in moto, but they got 13th overall?
2: Yeah, 16th was their best finish by TDag. Okay. Yeah. All right. They had 119 <laughs> points. Good God. Um, wow. It was so bad. I, I, but, again, 13th overall was one of their better finishes. Um, so uh, Kevin Benoit, who put on such a show in Italy a couple years ago, he's hurt. And he's out. Tyler Medagli is back in. Tyler has now ridden for Canada eight times, I think. I think this is his eighth time riding for Canada. Um Fasciati Pettis, the MX two champion. Can we sneak into the top ten, JT? I'm
1: th- I'm saying top ten. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go top ten. I think it's a strong team. Fasciati's obviously great. Uh, T Dags is on form, and we just saw him put in a top ten at in Indiana. Uh, and then Pettis, yeah, I mean Pettis is the best you know you have. Well, maybe maybe or whatever, but uh, I think you have a a solid team. You don't have any glaring holes. Uh, I like your team. It's pretty oh, good. Nice top ten maybe Weeg for Canada.
0: Hey, does the um, home field advantage does that swing in their direction too?
2: Uh, I don't think the the the, the non-traveling. You know, yeah, the, the, yeah. Th- yeah the, they're just driving there, right? A few of them. So, yeah, no, I think that that that, that definitely helps uh, riding their own bikes. Uh, you know, all of that stuff. So, yeah, I think I think that that's that's a good idea. Um, yeah, you
0: know, I was thinking about you know the the last GP. There's been so much made about it's tough for the American based riders because it's a month and a half after Ironman to here. But I don't know if it would be considered ideal. JT, you would be able to analyze this. You've done it. Would it be ideal to race this GP in Italy? and then have to be in the United States the next weekend. And Prado, by the way, said he won't even have time to ride because he's doing so much media. Uh, Is that an ideal situation? Uh,
1: I think having a weekend off would be much better. You get here, you have time to adjust to the time zones. Uh, You could actually ride your bike because obviously they had to ship stuff over here in preparation. You get to break your bike in. Uh, I would much rather have a weekend off. But the schedule is what it is, and... Um, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see the MXGP guys have to deal with all of the things that the U.S. has had to deal with recently. So the, the coin is kind of flipped, at least for this weekend anyway.
2: Can we, uh, can we talk about Tyler Medaglia stepping up for Canada for the pit bike race as well and racing the main race?
1: No. Wait, is
0: that legal?
2: I don't know, but this is awesome. We have a rider what? in pit bike destinations that is actually racing the big race. Oh, gosh. He's a that hero.
0: should not be allowed.
2: If he gets hurt, guys, this is not going to be good for me. As the manager, this is not, I, I'm really stressing to Tyler, like, hey, let's not get hurt because we got problems. If if, if he gets hurt and misses the, the, the motos. I will tell
1: you what's going to happen is now that Carson Brown has filled in for Tedesco, mm-hmm. everyone's about to get their asses beat because that guy is phenomenal on a pit bike. He well, might be the best pit bike rider of all time.
2: Well, the good thing Whoa. these things are three motos. We're not dropping a score either. All three count Have you guys towards? ever
1: seen him ride his pit bikes on Instagram uh, or anything? Uh, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. It's um, unbelievable. He's better at pit bikes than he is big bikes, I can tell you that.
2: <laughs> Should he ride a pit bike at a national? Uh,
1: He would get a terrible start, but otherwise, yes.
2: Yes, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else, boys? Did we forget the cover?
0: Is, ex- uh, is Ireland coming? Martin uh, Barr? I know you're always excited uh, about this.
2: Graham Irwin and Martin (laughs) Barr are coming, and they will get beat down again by Canada. Uh, Canada beat them by um, only one point last year. (laughs) Only one point. It is always Ireland and Canada and Irish. They go to the B-Main on Sunday morning, and they win the B-Main, and they make the moto. They're
0: going to make it. I I actually went went to Martin Barr's website last week. He's somehow only 30 years old. No,
2: he's not. I don't understand. No, there's no chance Martin Barr, broke in years. <laughs> Martin Barr is 20 years. It's been said. Martin Barr seems like he's 45. Yes, I know. <laughs> oh, wow. I did not yep. know that. Um, yeah, no, they'll be there. There are arch enemies Graham Irwin and Martin Barr. And there's a guy named Richard Bird, but it's Irwin and Barr that are the bastards that we got to beat. So. <laughs>
1: I'm a huge fan of Dick Bird.
2: Uh, let me oh. see, uh, again with Germany rocks and I'm pumped Tomita in for Japan, Felix Lopez in for Mexico. First time Mexico has raced MXDN since the Bud's Creek. That's is not Valejo a coincidence. Huh. That's not a coincidence. No, uh, Zambrano is though. Remember Zambrano from Pulp Max Fantasy? Carlos Zambrano. Yep. Uh, L- L- Lorenzo Lucutio is racing Venezuela. Uh, Guam is out. Guam has pulled out injuries of officially
1: hurt, out. Okay,
2: hit the team. Uh, the, the guy who's the manager, the dentist, he let me know. Um, anything else? Iceland, South Africa. Can we get your fi- official, Enzo final, Lopes?
1: official final take on who beat who between Tomac and Hurley? Oh, my god, dude, please just one time. You haven't said yet, just one time.
2: I think they split the motos. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think they split the motos, and then everyone is is yelling on Vital MX for another year. <laughs> that's that's my prediction.
1: I think if one beats the other, there will be more yelling but than a, the other. But
2: again, like depends on where they start, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're both phenomenal riders, but don't do, like do we... you. Don't give me this this shit about. Like, Hurlings is going to wax everybody. And, oh, my God, look at Hurlings. What you people don't understand in America. And it happens. you You people. You people. All of you people. And there's a lot of industry people that I would like to call out right now. But I'm not going to. But you industry people that just beat off Jeffrey Hurlings each and every week. Do you understand that in 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 Europe they're watching Tomac videos and doing the same thing? The grass is always greener on the other side, Very and the other Very side is always better to me. I see that all the time. The other side, wherever you live, it's the other side that is better. It's the other side that are gnarly motocross racers. It's the other side that are real men, etc., etc., etc. I hear this all the time. Tomac has beaten Hurlings at Jacksonville and Jackson and then Hurlings beat him. Tomac was catching him at Indiana and then the other Moto uh Hurlings. Oh easy. What? Easy, he was catching him man. and he and he went down. And then oh, Hurlings easy. he was the second Moto Eli's riding for the title. I at uh, 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 Cooper Webb beat Hurlings, caught him past him at Charlotte two years ago. Uh I just like everyone just wants to go on about Hurlings and he is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But dude, Tomac is very, very good also. I just I don't know when this whole thing slipped and slid into. Hurlings is the best rider in the world. Stamp it. He's amazing.
1: What do you mean? It's been. It's this conversation's been ongoing forever between it was Everts and Carmichael, it was Stewart and and Everts. I mean, it's this is this conversation's never stopped. It's just you know
2: Hurlings is the new guy, and Hurlings is amazing. But I just there's a lot of like Hurlings is way better than Tomac talk in the pits in America. I feel like.
1: In certain, certain conditions, wow. I think in, in deep sand he is. Oh yes, I oh, he no nope.
2: yeah, uh, uh, yes. It, I will never ever challenge that. Do you do you know what I'm saying, Do You get that? I get that.
1: No, I
0: don't. I don't. Okay. I don't feel like I hear people handing it over. I feel much more of the. I want to see these guys race to have an idea of what happens. Although I will say, it is dangerous because if Hurlings gets the better of him. And I swear I'm not being biased here, but I feel that if Hurlings gets the better of him, you will hear much more about that than if it goes the other direction. And my proof is, in the two USGPs in 2016, Tomac killed everyone. Now, I know that Hurlings was not in those races. He was still in the MX2 class. But you did not hear any of the us versus them battles after that one. Everybody just went quiet. I mean... It was a joke. He beat everybody by massive margins at Charlotte, and then one measure better, he came from way back and passed all the top dudes, no problem, at Glen Helen. But I didn't hear that one referenced as to, hmm. But when he got beat at Ironman, and when they split motos at Jacksonville, suddenly it was, or or the Motocross Nation, results haven't been good, suddenly it's, America guys are soft, they don't set up their bikes right, it's too much supercross, they can't ride motocross, what's wrong, what's the problem? And I'm like, why are we not using Tomac just beating them in four straight motos ever as a, hmm, well, maybe sometimes they are good. Uh, yep. But, yeah, it's, it, that's, I don't feel like I'm hearing in the pits this year, oh, Hurlings is way better. But I do know that if Hurlings gets the better from this weekend, it will be a, a mountain eruption of bench racing about that. And I, mean, I don't feel it'll be quite as loud We just if Tomac beats him.
2: Uh, I agree 100%. We just had Tomac on the show a couple weeks ago. He said, yeah, I'm riding for team success. You know, but that no one will hear that. No one will say that. You won't. Do
0: you think Dude, you went to the Glen Helen GP in 16. You went there.
2: Yeah. I also saw the, the, uh, uh, Jesse Nelson and McElrath and a ton of American MX2 guys beat down all the European MX2 guys.
0: But those races are not talked about.
2: No they never are
0: they're not no (laughs) yeah
2: i don't know i mean i just maybe it's just some group text i'm in that jt may or may not be in that i just keep hearing about this hurlings guy just ah god it's so much better ah look at him look at him go the american riders are soft and and pussies and like i just give me a break dude like Again, Jacksonville, Eli. They split motos. Although Coroli got in between in Moto 2, but um still, just yeah. They're they're amazing World Class racers. Both.
1: I think that Saturday was a pretty rough day at that that USGP as yeah, well. We got then, we got beat down pretty bad.
2: And then what did I tell Eli after that? What did I tell him on Saturday night? I
1: don't know I wasn't there. I don't I wasn't well, I wasn't there for you and Eli's conversation.
2: Okay. Well I told him, I said you're bearing it in the berms. You gotta stay lighter in the berms. Oh, right,
1: right, right. Yeah, you're riding coach. forgot about that. Thank you.
2: And then he laughed and and then he won the next day. Right. <laughs> um all
1: right. Help out if you can this weekend,
0: okay? If the, if, the first, if the Saturday qualifying races don't go well, can you just lend some assistance? Please
2: help. <laughs> Weege, what are Up you doing? will be employed. What are you doing <laughs> for this Road to Recovery dinner that you're hosting? Like, have you given it one thought?
0: No, no, because there's no reason to think about it now because it's all going to change when I get there, and they tell me what to do 30 seconds before it begins.
2: Well, JT, yeah, I'll, send you some, I, I'll, send, I'll send you some text, JT, from inside the tent to let you know how it's going what do you mean i'll be there i have a seat how do you have a seat
1: uh we're an official sponsor of the event
2: give me a break okay are you serious yes fly racing's an official sp- you're going to be in that tent yes no 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 i was told by six time that he's not putting everybody in this tent it's exclusive you got to pay okay, to be well, in we're that. an
1: official sponsor is that exclusive
2: enough for you but why am I seeing six time talking about the uh, Fox stuff giving su- Fox away at this event or something? I saw that.
1: Yeah, I think there were some 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 changes that I. I oh, it's this probably is, not my place to say. This is bullshit.
0: Matt had spent five hundred dollars to get in there, and he could have gotten in there for free. <laughs> well, this is
2: what I'm getting at. This is. Yes, yeah, so
1: we could, know where this is going. I, I could have
2: gotten in there with the, with the Fly Racing family.
1: Well, I have a feeling the uh, the items we donated for this cause would. Uh, trump your your five hundred dollars spend pretty quickly,
2: well, okay, so Craig can be in there, but not you well, Max' can, not going Max can be so I will max go can in, be in there max, max. i 'll take Max and dalton i 'm going to be pissed <laughs> if you 're in there I have a seat i 've chose the prime rib <laughs> you mother effer. I went with I went with chicken, but, but that just proved that you're in, because you, you you got the same email I did. <laughs> so, God damn you. Well, you're not sitting at my table. I was told I have
0: to host, but no one ever asked what my food choice is. If I don't get a free meal out of this, I'm going to be very upset.
2: I mean, what's happening with this hosting thing, Weege?
0: And I don't know, because I'm not really sure that, uh, honestly... Okay, now also, by the way, we're doing the Racer TV show at the same time. That's what so I'm saying. I don't like, even know. How, how
2: is this all going to happen? I, no,
0: I, dude, I have no idea, but I know how these productions work. You can have a meeting if you want on Tuesday. It's all going to go to hell five minutes before the show. So just show up JT's, and just be ready. JT's
2: and, eating, eating prime yeah. rib on Racer TV talking about how happy he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll
0: be good. That'll be good. Um, the, the event, I mean, honestly, if the idea is that you're paying 500 to sit next to a rider who you would never have a chance to bench race with. I mean, yes. that's really the point, right? Like, yes,
2: that's what I'm doing.
0: Yes. A uh, non-industry guy, a regular fan, gets a chance to have dinner with Ricky Johnson and have Ricky Johnson tell you stories just like any other person that would be sitting at your dinner table any other night. I, wouldn't, I don't really want to be in there with a microphone interrupting all that because if I was that guy, I'd be like, dude, shut up, announcer. I want to talk to RJ.
2: Well, I don't know how it works. So, I, mean, I really don't know. I was told by Stanton that you and Bitus and and Davey Coombs, the the big media people, will be hosting this thing.
0: Well, no, Stanton did eventually call me, and we did talk about it. But that's all it is. I'm hosting it. That's And, and Bitus and Davey, yeah, we're hosting it. But what hosting encompasses, I don't, I don't know. And then somehow we have this live racer TV show going at the same time. <laughs> Bottom line is it's <laughs> going to be awesome. We will be fine. We well, will be fine.
2: Don't interrupt. Can you my, guys, uh, Go ahead.
1: Can you guys imagine the the stories that will be flowing at Brock Glover's table?
0: <laughs> There's only one man. Is it is, is Stu in or no? Did they get him?
2: <laughs> I'm not sure.
0: Did they get Stu
1: can, or not? We I can didn't... check.
2: We can check with Six Time. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's there. JT, have you heard? Uh, did he? I have. I have not heard.
1: Uh, I. Do not believe he's going to be making an appearance. Anyway. Okay. No, no.
2: And, I mean, I haven't seen the
1: list, so I just—how could I be sure?
2: And this will be one of the first designations since Lomo. <laughs> Someone please tell Chuck's son to do not reach over fences and, and help <laughs> American riders. They got it. <laughs> They're good. Chuck's still living on that, by the way.
0: Anyway. Oh, he was mad at Wachugel. He was mad. He,
2: he was um, still mad at you. <laughs> I, my tweet was epic we got this Chuck thank you for 1981 but we got this now
0: um, yes but his point was that the team did not win they did not got this
2: yeah good point so, um,
0: incorrect but I don't think he's allowed to help how he
2: many people will there be anybody else at Tim Ferry's table besides me
0: well is it just Tim Ferry's table I mean how many tables can they have I Are thought each, I thought each table, rider
2: right? has a table Oh, I don't know, JT. You better come on over. Uh, I well, I wasn't even allowed to come five minutes ago. Well, you? No, I, it's bullshit, but you're in. Apparently, you picked the prime rib, so I know you're in. Because <laughs> you, you know, I, it's, it's such bullshit. I'm gonna be. I better not be allowed on Racer TV thing because I have something to say immediately about this about this dinner. So.
0: you and timmy go way back dare i say could we make an argument that you're actually tighter with timmy than mathis i think that's an oh they go
2: way they go way back further yeah back. well not, yeah. you know what not that far actually no not, not too much further you know what
1: no. i knew obviously he was a florida legend uh but he's like five years older than me so it wasn't really till um early 98 so maybe a year before Steve, yeah. something like that. I mean, oh. I, I knew of him, obviously. I was around him, yeah. but you know, I was a kid, right? So well, I look it wasn't fo- really until I turned pro that we started hanging out.
2: Uh, so, JT, come over to the table. Hopefully there's another fan there. And, and then I want to record when this fan is talking to Timmy about the Disney Nations and stuff, and Timmy doesn't mm-hmm. remember anything and just goes, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> like, I want to see the disappointment in this fan's face. Uh, Timmy, absolutely being the worst storyteller ever.
1: Yeah, I don't. I think the the thing with Timmy is you just got to get him on random topics. Yeah. Maybe you know, pulling old stories isn't his best trait. But right. if you just get him going on the randomness of life and just yeah, yeah, current yeah. events, you're gonna have a great
2: time. You know what he'll he'll tell you. He remembers about his destinations. He never got the inside gate. He tells everybody that. That's, <laughs> That's what true. He, tell, he tells everybody that it's three, six gate drops at three Disney nations, Never got the inside gate. <laughs> so he doesn't remember that.
0: Ugh. Can you ask him about uh podium box outs from
2: <laughs> From Buds Creek, yes. Yes I will. Yeah. Uh yeah. And, and and by the way, I I'm in Vegas. I went to the casino this morning. You cannot bet on whether Roger boxes someone out. Uh, it's off the board. If USA wins, it's off the board. Wow. So wow. uh and I, I
0: mean there is an epic photo that I sent you guys from Bud's Creek yesterday. Where you can see Carmichael, Villapoto, Decoster, and just a slight bit of a goggle lens mm-hmm. behind him.
2: And, 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 there's, a and there's a Colorado one too, where Andrew Short is invisible. <laughs> so it's it's great. <laughs> um, and by the way, my advice for Plessinger, I need to text them, is is stay stay in your gear for the third moto. If you, if it's looking good for USA, stay in your gear. Don't do the Weimer Don't do in jeans. Weimer. Jeans on the Don't podium. No, leave your gear on. <laughs> you, that's the number. Get in you, there in your jean shorts. Yeah, you look. You do not look cool when you're in jeans and a t-shirt. And the other guys are like all sweaty with their gear. On. Like, just keep your gear on. That's the move. I'm looking forward to this whole weekend. It's gonna be great. The the dinner is gonna be fantastic. Although that was just ruined for me right now, knowing that JT is getting in for free. So.
1: We didn't get in for free. We donated a lot of items to this Weege, to try to make it great for the for the people that, that paid you know a lot of money to help road recovery.
2: Weege, when you when you host this thing and you bring up ferry and you talk to them, bring up O three. I mean, we didn't win, but bring it up. It was it was you know, it was a good day. It was fun.
0: Budge Creek O three.
2: That was good too. Second moto, but okay. Um. All right. all right. Anything else? I'm ready for this thing.
1: Let's do it. I'm ready for the final question to be answered. Okay. oh
2: geez well anything can happen so we know we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that uh fly racing racer x podcast presented by maxis and alpine stars jason Wyga, jason thomas uh thanks boys and uh we'll see you this friday
1: see you guys See ya.
0: thanks for listening to the fly racing steve mathis show we get our cylinders take them back and you know off we go and you know we ran Nicosil cylinders as a back-
1: about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike, you're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want
0: to leave home and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry.